Well, once again, Merry Christmas, everyone. We're so glad to have this family service where kids are, I mean, kids, you're always welcome to join us up here, but we're especially acknowledging you today and your presence with us. And so having the scripture reading and the uh, candle lighting and the offering and all of that, but I hope to have the kids involved just a little bit in this sermon. And they've already given us the big idea, Christ is Savior and Lord, and so we are seeing that as part of our ongoing series of the familiar characters of Christmas, and we are celebrating this wondrous mystery of God having come to earth. That's what Christmas is about, Christ, God, coming to earth and living among us. And so as we continue to celebrate that, I want you to kind of Help walk me through this story that we've already heard read for us this morning. Maybe you had it read for you yesterday during Christmas. I mean, in our family, it's tradition. We read the Christmas story before we tear into the presents. Uh, we certainly heard it read on Christmas Eve here at our Christmas Eve service as well. But let's do a quick reminder. Who are, who's the first person that the angel appeared to? Wow, I, I, can't under, I can't make anything out. I've, Mary, okay, thank you. And so Mary had the angel appear to her saying, you're going to be the mother of God in the flesh. And then the next person that the angel appeared to, kids? Joseph, very good. And Joseph said, heard the angel say, you are going to take care of Mary and this baby. And so Mary and Joseph, we read in Luke chapter 2, make their way down to what city? Bethlehem. Very good. They come down to Bethlehem in order to pay taxes, essentially. This is where Joseph uh, had his family heritage. He was of the, and the, the Bible words are, the house and lineage of who? David. Very good. So he was in the line of David, which would set him up if they actually had a king at the time to be in that kingly family. So Mary and Joseph, they show up in Bethlehem, and they can't find any room to sleep, in the, and so they end up laying baby Jesus in what for a crib? A manger. Okay. So, by, by the way, we don't know what the case was with Holiday Inn and with all of the other uh, hotels. Chances are they were actually looking for room with family, and the, the manger was likely an extension of the house. The barn and the animals would have slept in the same, would have been in the same part of the house, just an extension of the house. And so they're kind of an extension of the house, very likely. And so here's Jesus being born, showing the humility of coming to earth in a crowded time in Bethlehem. And then we there's some other characters in the story. Angels appear again. Who do they give the news to that Jesus is born? The shepherds, right. So the shepherds, they come and see Jesus. And we're going to see next week, Pastor Jacob's going to share with us next week about another group that you'll often see in the nativity scene. And it's not in our nativity scene in the back because we're, we are just this accurate. Um, but who's the next group that we read about in Matthew chapter 2 that came to see Jesus because they saw a star? The wise men, right, they came, but they were probably a year to two years later by the time they arrived. So we're going to hear more about that next, next week. And so there's this 
story that is a very familiar story, and yet it is a wondrous mystery that God would come to earth and live among his people. And right in the middle of that Luke chapter 2 account, we read this one verse regarding Jesus. This is the the announcement from the angel to the shepherds. And we read in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, for today in the city of David, that's in Bethlehem, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. These three titles, these three descriptions are given regarding Jesus. He is, number one, a Savior. Number two, he is Christ. Christ isn't Jesus' last name, Jesus Christ, but rather a title given to describe an office that he has. We'll, we'll explain what that is in a minute. So he's a Savior, he is the Christ, and he is the Lord. These are the three things that Jesus was announced as being by the angels that first Christmas. So first, let's talk about a Savior. And I asked uh, Jacob if he'd come up and, and, and help me with this little part here. So being a parent of numerous children, five, um, as they're growing, and now a grandchildren, all five of them, plus now the grandchild, I've at various times had to do the Heimlich on, because I don't know why, but they just stick things in their mouth. You know, at dinner time, that might be more difficult, but come other times, you know, they get stuck, stuck in their mouth. And so they can't talk, and they're trying to, to, um, to they need to be saved. So what does that look like? Jacob's going to demonstrate for us. If I'm... <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate that. He saved me. He saved me. pretty worrisome, pretty intense. You're standing there wondering, do I call 911 or not? Um, fortunately, we didn't need to do CPR and mouth-to-mouth, so I, I know Jacob would have helped out if, he, if that was necessary, but I'm so glad that it wasn't. Um, when someone is choking, it, it is urgent that they get their airway cleared so that they can breathe again, because otherwise they're going to pass out. And and there is even danger of death. It is that dangerous. And, and so we do whatever is necessary in order to save them. And quick note, where's Gene? I think it's January 22nd. We're, we've got a CPR class going on for, for safety. Yeah, Je- Jeff's telling me that's right. Okay, so you can learn the, the Heimlich, I'm sure, but definitely CPR and, and all that goes with that. So that, that's, that's our physical lives that... There are times that need to be saved because there is urgency, there is desperation. Jesus came to save us spiritually, something that is, that is maybe not seen by us as quite as urgent, but actually is far more dangerous because it is something that lasts forever. And so Jesus came in order to give us eternal life, in order to clear up our danger that was keeping us apart from God and putting us in, in right need of judgment from God, of punishment from God. And so when Jesus came, we're, we're told that in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, first Christmas gift, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see, Jesus was there in order to fix the danger, to pull us away from that danger, in order to save us, as we read about Jesus that Joseph was told by the angel he will save his people. 
submission. Jesus came as Savior, and so we must trust him. We should follow him. We should rely on him because he does save us. And so we call all the time. We call on us. We call on everyone to believe in Jesus and be saved. Jesus came as Savior. Jesus also came as the Christ. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That word Christ is the word for Messiah. It shows up in the book of Daniel when God promises through the prophet Daniel that a deliverer will come who will rule over his people and the title given to him is the Messiah. He's the one that the people of Israel were waiting for. And in fact, when in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 4, when, when the time came and Herod wanted to know when the wise men came and they were looking for where the Messiah was to be born. We read Matthew chapter 2, verse 4, gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. So the Old Testament was looking forward to this Messiah, this one who was coming. In the book of John, Andrew, Peter's brother, he went to Peter and he said, Come with us. John chapter 1, verse 41. We found the Messiah. The one that we've been waiting for, he's here. In John chapter 4, verses 25 and 26, Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman. Remember, the Samaritans were sort of an offshoot of the Jewish religion, and yet they still held to certain parts of the Old Testament. And, they, and she said to Jesus in John 4, 25 and 26, I know that when Messiah comes, and she's anticipating the Messiah who is coming, that he's going to do such and such. And Jesus responded in verse 26, that's me, the one speaking to you. That's who I am. I'm the Messiah. See, Jesus came as the Christ, the Messiah, the one who had been waiting for, who the people had been waiting for. Now, I'd like to get a few volunteers, some kids that are willing to come forward and, some, and, and have parents that are willing for you because we are on live stream. And so I want to be sensitive to that. I Mention all those kids I've got, they're adopted kids, and so there's times that we've had to do things so that they can't be found, um, and so I want to be sensitive to that, but um, kids, can I get three or four of you to come on up and just have a little conversation with me, answer a couple questions? Who's willing to volunteer? I may have to open this up to really, really big kids if we don't get, okay, here we go, a few more, here we go, a couple, a couple, one or two more, sure, come on up, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, let's talk about Christmas, all right? Come on up. All right, come on over on this side. We can see you real well. Wow, okay. I'll get as many answers here as I can. All right. So let me ask you this question, right? When did you open your presents? On Christmas morning. Okay. Okay, so two times. Very good. How about you? Same thing. I wonder why that might be. All right. <laughs> when did you open your presents? Okay, so that comes back to a question I was going to have. Did anybody open on Christmas Eve? When did you open your presents? Wow, three times. Okay, you just can't get enough. 
Great. When did you open your presents? Before you ate breakfast. Okay, that, that does bring up a good point, because everybody said Christmas morning, and, and one said Christmas Eve. Did anybody else open any presents on Christmas Eve? You did. Okay, excellent. Now, um, how early in the morning did you get up to open those presents? You, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> a little bit after. So you, you waited until after breakfast, whereas... Others on the other hand. Okay, got it. Okay, did we say how early was that? We opened our stockings, then we opened the presents. Okay, so did you get out of bed while it was still dark? No. No. Okay, <laughs> good for your parents, right? <laughs> how early did you open the presents, the first one? Uh, at 9 o'clock. This is amazing to me. This is great. Um, at 7 in the morning. 7 in the morning. There we go. This is what I'm more so expecting, right? Okay, so there's all of these different presents. Now, what was the favorite present that you got? Okay, what was your favorite present? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Girl after my own heart, I can never pick a favorite for anything either. So, I, ha I got a Barbie that came with a motorcycle. A motorcycle Barbie. That is cool. All right. I don't know. You don't know either. Thank you. I got a blinger. Say that again? A blinger. A blinger. Okay. <laughs> okay. Think bedazzler, Mom says. All right. Um, Favorite present? I got um, a Baby Yoda water bottle. Okay. From, Baby Yoda water from, bottle. From Mandalorian. All right, Mandalorian, excellent. A pet puppy. Wow. Seven, no wonder you were up at 7 in the morning. Okay. <laughs> A pet puppy, very good. So now, now here's the next question. Were you, were you hoping for that specific present? So let's start with the pet puppy. Were, did you know you were getting that? Did you expect to get that? Yeah. You did, okay. Had you told your parents this is what I really want? Yeah. Okay, and, and they, they came through. Uh-huh. All right. So was that a pretty, I'll come back to that question, but think about the, the anticipation of that. Okay. Were you expecting the water bottle with the baby? Okay, you were. This is what you wanted? Yes. Okay, excellent. Okay. The, the bling bling? <laughs> no. No. So that was a surprise. <laughs> okay. Good, but it was a good surprise. All right. So the stuff that you got, it was good, right? Okay. Um, but were you expecting the things that you got? Yeah. You were. Okay. Mom and dad can't fool you, huh? Were you expecting them? I wasn't expecting the motorcycle, but I expected the Barbie. <laughs> oh, expected the Barbie, but not the motorcycle. The motorcycle is the bonus. Okay. And what do you think? Were you expecting the stuff that you got? Yes. Yes. Okay. So mom and dad um, kind of were helped out because you told them the stuff that you wanted, right? So then, since you all kind of had the idea of what you wanted, how hard was that to wait for it to actually get here? And we'll start with the 7 a.m. Did you hear the puppy before you got there? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. When did you know that it was real? Uh, when I woke up. When you woke up, which was at what time? I don't know. Before 7, though. Yeah. Okay, so you were just like waiting for them to come and say, okay, it's time. Yeah. Okay, very good. How about you? Did you have to wait for your parents to say, okay, it's time, let's come on down here? Yes. Okay. 
but you were expecting, you were expecting the water bottle. Okay. And it was a good thing that you got it. All right. How about you? Was there, was there anticipation, even though you didn't know what you were going to get? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how hard was that to wait? It was really hard. Really hard, because morning was coming and mom and dad weren't. <laughs> right? That's, that's how it always was with me, and now I get to be the mom and dad. Uh, my kids are older now. We have to wait them out. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think? Was it hard to wait for morning to come? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Christmas Eve night is like the longest night in the, in the world. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't come. Christmas, fine, but it finally gets here. Right? It finally gets here, and are, is there relief when it gets here? Yeah. Get, and it's fun, right? Yeah. All right. Thanks, kids. Appreciate you sharing with us. This was fun. Give them a round of applause here. So I love that they came through for me. You never know what you're going to get. But they were anticipating certain gifts from mom and dad, stuff they really hoped that they were going to get. And they received it, but it was a long time coming, at least in our perspective. And we know that, sure, kids' view of time is, is hard. It's like, it, it, it seems like forever, and, and my granddaughter thinks I'm about 100 years old. And, you know, so who knows how time actually flows. But the people of Israel had this promise from Daniel, hundreds, from God through the prophet Daniel, hundreds of years earlier that the Messiah, the Christ, would come. And they were in anticipation. They were in need. They were a servant people that were waiting to be relieved. They were waiting to come out on top. They were waiting for the gifts, the good stuff. And it was a long time of anticipation before God finally sent Jesus to be that Messiah, the Christ. And so as you read through the New Testament, each time you get to Christ, Remember that that's not just a name. It is a fulfillment of a promise. It is God saying that I keep my word. That it is a recognition that Jesus is God who has come in the flesh in order to save his people and in order also to rule over his people. The Messiah was the one who would deliver his people and reign righteously over them. This is what the angels were announcing to the shepherds, that Jesus is Messiah, Jesus is Savior, and then they said, Jesus is Lord. And to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We read in the New Testament about Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, I'm, I'm sorry, verses 10 and 11. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, one day when Christ returns, the whole world will recognize Jesus as Lord. The one who is greater than all. The one who is sovereign. The one who can do what he wants. The one who rules and leads rightly. To, to be acknowledged as Lord means that others recognize him for who he is. Others recognize that he is greater than all others. 
Now, kids, once again, I could have asked you this while you're up here, but we'll just kind of ask it for everybody. Are there things that you're better at than everybody else? Or somebody else, you know somebody that's really good at something. You kind of say, they're the master. They're, the, they're really good at that. Let, let, me, let me give some, some examples. I've been flying with somebody, and I freely yield that he is master of that aircraft and I am not. He's the, the, the Lord there. I know some of you are engineers. I freely give you your due there. <laughs> you are the engineer and I am not. Well, some of you have pinball games in your basement. We, we bow. <laughs> we yield to the Lord. What, what else? You say somebody's really good at that. I didn't think this question was going to be so hard. What's that? Baking. baking, yeah. So, okay, so everyone who is Lord there of baking, um, I, I'm not quite convinced you are yet until you give me enough uh, taste test. Very good. What else do you acknowledge somebody else is like really good at? Okay, we finally got a tunnel. <laughs> I heard singing, sewing, running speed. Did I get them all? Yeah, so you, you see others who are good at these things, and we say, okay, they're really good at that. When it comes to Jesus, he is good at being powerful. He is good at being all-knowing and everywhere present. He is good at being God. He is the Lord. He is the one that one day we will all recognize as the Lord of heaven and earth. But we have the privilege, we have the call in the here and now, Romans chapter 10, is that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Indeed, we are called in the here and now to acknowledge Jesus as Lord, the one who is able to save, the one who is able to deliver, the one who is able to lead. As Lord, we submit to him and do what he says. We follow him. We, we see his instructions in the Bible and we say, I will obey that. We see his main instruction is believe. Have faith in God, in Jesus. And so we must believe. And so this one verse, Luke chapter 2, verse 11, that the angels proclaim to the shepherds that on that day in the city of David was born to them a Savior, Christ the Lord. Savior is the one who delivers them from their sins. Lord is the one who reigns over all things. And Christ, that's the Messiah. Sort of a shorthand for encompassing the whole thing. The one who was going to save them and rule over them. And so as our kids have already given us on the, on the screen, we had them recorded a week ago or so, Jesus is Savior and Lord. That's our, our big idea. Jesus is Savior and Lord. And as Savior, we must trust Him. As Lord, we must obey Him. That is what we are called to do today. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank You for Jesus. Come as our Savior. Come as our Lord. Lord, we thank You for this Christmas season in which we can remember Jesus and celebrate Jesus. 
We pray, Lord, that we would also use this Christmas season as a time to, to once again reaffirm our faith and reaffirm our following him in the right way. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we've had together to look into your word. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to draw closer to you this week than we were last week. I pray that you would help us to live for you this week in a way that follows you well, in a way that acknowledges Jesus as Savior and Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.